Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Mindfulness Podcast. This is Jagjot and today we are going to talk about the bliss of pure awareness or the non-dual awakening. The experience of awareness is challenging to conceptualize and present. It's like explaining the taste of sugar to someone who's never consumed it. No matter no matter how much I tell you about its sweetness or pleasantness, you will know only when you experience it for yourself. I can't even say that awareness is an experience, as Nisargadatta Maharaj in his book I Am That told that all experiences happen against a changeless background. This background does not have a dimension perceivable by the senses or thought of by the mind. You can explain something that exists relative to the absolute. But how do you explain the absolute that exists as the only reality without a second? A question that usually comes up is, is there any other reality beyond the mind? Or is the mind just making up stories? And trust me when I tell you, that I have no way to prove this experience to you. Any experience that I talk about is a product of the mind. Yet the experience or realization is the timeless now, this experience. Every time the awareness reveals, it is not a constant state. I am left with tears in my eyes and my heart is filled with love. The intensity of this love is so high that it seems like my heart will explode. I find myself no more living this life as an individual, but as a pure awareness in which the whole universe appears. It breaks down all the egoic structures like I, me, mine, this, that, etc. For the past six months, I have been experiencing debilitating lower back pain. I'm better now, but in the past months, the pain was so acute that I could not sit or stand for long durations of time. According to my doctor, it was the result of sitting and working long hours on the laptop with hunched back posture. As you probably know, before mindfulness happened, I was a software developer. But believe me when I tell you that I have never been more joyful in my entire life. I feel the pain and sometimes I groan in discomfort. But there's no psychological suffering because the sense of individual doership is gone. There's, uh, there are no questions like, why did it happen to me? Why wasn't I more careful with my posture? What bad karma have I done to deserve this suffering and so on? These questions arise in the thinking mind that the ego strongly identifies with. It is what I call the involvement in time. Ego loves involvement. It either throws you in the past to suffer or in the future fantasies. Even this fantasy is suffering because it strengthens the mind's identifications. So a question was asked, 
What about identification with the awareness? Isn't it also a state of mind? Of course it is a state of mind. But the identification with awareness is impossible since it does not have a form and cannot be conceptualized by the mind in any way. What you truly experience is a reflection of this pure awareness as consciousness in which the eye sense illuminates. But then how do we know that it exists? As I mentioned earlier, I have no way to prove it. It is my aliveness. It is my being or direct knowing. Or as Nasargadatta Maharaj said, it is my natural state. You see, who wants the proof? It is the ego, the intellect. How would you do it if I ask you to prove the intensity of love you feel for your loved ones? You can, at the most, express in words. But can that recreate the same feeling in me? No, it can't. Another question here was, I understand what you're saying intellectually, but how do I experience this bliss as my mind is restless? Mind is not interested in knowing the truth. It simply bifurcates concepts as useful or useless. It to create duality. Therefore, mind will always remain skeptical. The restlessness is to keep you engaged in the involvement. When you are involved, you are unaware, detached from your natural state. While the intellectual understanding of any concept is essential, the actual understanding happens when the intellect gives up the resistance and the heart opens. The love is felt in the heart. One gets a glimpse into the nature of absolute only when the mind is in the state of harmony with what is. And when that happens, you don't need any proof because it is your direct experience. It happens spontaneously. In this experience, the individual disappears. And all that is left is pure, unchanging, empty awareness or pure love. So non-dual bliss is experienced in the dissolution of ego. And it is impersonal. While I see the world of diversity in appearances, there's unity or oneness in my heart. Behind the facade of duality, we are all one timeless awareness without a second. Some of you will accept my awareness concept and some will discard it. And that's okay. It's just a concept. Let's talk about the cycle of pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure are related to thoughts and thoughts happen in time. The awareness on the other hand is timeless. In the present moment, it is, it is in the present moment or now. The thinking mind alternates between pain and pleasure and mostly pain. It is strongly identified with the personal self that we know as the I sense. This I sense creates structures for worldly interactions, but in the process makes strong identifications. 
the personas that we create consciously or subconsciously are all tied with the eye sense. For example, we may have strong identifications with our profession, religion, desires, or role in the family and society. We may think of ourselves as good-natured, humble, and virtuous, but all of these are identifications. We experience pleasure when society validates these roles and strengthens the corresponding identifications. And we experience pain when someone challenges them. We feel anger and hatred when someone or something comes in between our desires, which in turn leads to suffering. So is it wrong to create identifications? No, there is no right or wrong here. The suffering happens not because of, ident of identifications, but the grasping of them. The desire, to, the desire to hold them and make them permanent. Let's understand this with another example. Say you're a working class income earner and you have a decent amount of bank balance. Now, if you have a firm grasp of fear or insecurity of losing all your money, you are likely to become too identified with the bank balance. The moment unforeseen expenses arise and the bank balance goes down, you will experience frustration or anger. The problem is not the fear of losing money, but the attachment to the fear, a deeply ingrained thought. It is okay to be a little cautious about your spending habits. And there will be some concern when the bank balance goes down. If you are aware in that moment, rather than reacting emotionally, you will immediately accept the situation and take the corrective measure or whatever is possible in the given case. But when you invoke the thinking mind, that is the ego, all you hear is, why me? Why am I so unlucky? Etc. Etc. The never-ending rant of the ego, me and my story. In the eternal light of awareness, the small eye disappears and the big eye or the absolute awareness becomes a reality. The small eye completely accepts the cycle of pain and pleasure and the ego realizes that it was never the doer of its actions. All problems dissolve and all questions disappear. It is not the ego death. If the ego dies, the body will not sustain itself. Instead, the ego is restored to the functional aspect of dualistic living, like taking care of the body and mind. The ego does not create pride because it knows that it is not the doer. And at the same time, the ego will not create hatred because it knows that even the others are not the doer of their actions. Hence, the awareness lights the inextinguishable flame of love in the heart. Please note that the realization of awareness does not make us into perfect human beings. Perfection is the projection of ego. Even after realization, we remain with our flaws, except that this complete awareness of them and hence they lose their ability to affect us emotionally. In my concept, this is called understanding the self. It is not the personal event in time. 
it is our true nature as the infinite consciousness or the timeless awareness. So that concludes this podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening.